Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Welcome once again to Calvary Church Online. Today, I'm really, really excited. It's Family Reunion Part 3. Come on. Family Reunion Part 3. I'm really excited. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're having a conversation, as you can see. Uh, with me, I have Pastor JP. Pastor JP is on staff here with us, and I'm glad to have you with us, man. It's so good to be here with you guys. Come on. It's going to be awesome. We've been talking about marriages. We've been talking about relationships. We've been talking about everything that has to do with our family relationships. Today, we're going to continue continue a conversation around that. Let us know where you're watching from. Let us know how you're doing today. We're glad that you're joining us today. And I'm excited to have Pastor JP with us. Pastor JP has been on staff uh, for 15 years. 15 years on staff. 15 years on staff. You also have a master's degree in uh, professional counseling. Right. And you have also a certification in professional life coaching and relationship uh, coaching. So I think it'll be great to hear from the wisdom that he brings when it comes to all things relationship. You've been counseling people for years. And I know you bring a lot of experience. You can tell from that awesome white beard that he has. There's a whole lot of godly, awesome wisdom in that. Uh, Thank you for being here with us today. And so let's read. We've been reading out of Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 has kind of been like the base foundational scripture for this series. We decided, hey, uh, people have been in quarantine for six months and almost going on seven. It hasn't been easy. Um, We've been talking to therapists, counselors, professionals, even in your own field, uh, life coaching, relationship coaching that says it's been tough on couples. It's been tough on relationships. Have you seen uh, the engagement go up? Oh, extremely. Uh, people are stressed. People are having cabin fever. They're yeah. just like, man, I, I didn't, who is this person that I married yeah. to? Yep. Who, who are these kids that are running around my house? Yeah. Yeah. What do we do with them? Can school open again, please? So yeah. we can Everybody is like, I'm, I'm getting out of here now. Yes. Um, and so we've seen divorce skyrocket. Obviously, a lot of people have been calling you. A lot of people have been calling divorce attorneys, counselors, uh, professionals, therapists. So we said, hey, let's, let's do a series on family. Uh, every once in a while, we'll do a series on family, maybe once a year, once every two years. Uh, but we said now's a good time to talk about it because uh, we've heard from friends, we've heard from people who've been going through tough, difficult times. And we found Colossians chapter three, because I think Paul just lays out an incredible theological argument on why we should love one another, treat one another with respect, humility, patience. And he lays it out perfectly. We love the way that Paul wrote it. Uh, but the Passion Translation really sums it up in a beautiful way for us to understand it. If you can, read along with us. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 21. We're going to read it once again. Again, this has been the base foundational scripture. I want you to highlight it. I want you to try to remember what Paul is trying to tell us here. Let us know if you're there in the chats. It says this. You are always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourself with virtues of God. Since you have been divinely chosen to be holy, be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. Be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. The the world needs a whole lot of kindness right now. (laughs) Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith. 
forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release this same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. Let your heart be always guided by the, by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his body. And always be thankful. Come on, somebody say thankful. Yeah, be thankful. Let the word of Christ live in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom. Apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with psalms and with festive praises and with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. So sing to God with all your hearts. Let every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. And bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. Then he goes into family relationships. Because of everything Jesus did, how we should love one another, behave with one another. Now he goes into family relationships. We'll, be, we'll finish with these last few verses. Let every wife be supportive and tenderly devoted to her husband. For this is a beautiful illustration of our devotion to Christ. Let every husband be filled with cherishing love for his wife and never be insensitive toward her. Let the children respect and pay attention to their parents and everything, for this pleases our Lord Jesus. And fathers, don't have unrealistic <laughs> expectations for your children, or else they may become discouraged. Colossians chapter 3. I love how Paul sums it up. Today, we're just going to have a conversation. Uh, thank you once again for being here, Pastor JP. Based out of Colossians chapter 3, out of everything that Paul has said, let's, let's break that apart. Let's talk about that practically, how that looks in our lives as believers, uh, all of us in the family of faith that is Calvary. Once again, we're so glad that you're watching. Again, a lot of people watching from different parts of the world as well. Um, what, how does this look in our lives? Relationships are complicated. It's never easy. You know, we always talk about relationships being complicated, and it is true. Relationships in itself are, are, are complicated, but they don't have to be. Right. Uh, but there are certain things that we, as part of the people that are going to be involved in relationships, need to know and understand. Mm -hmm. And this is what I tell people when I work with them, when, when, when they come to me and they're trying to make their relationship better, taking relationships to the next level. I, I always tell them there's two things that you have to address first at the beginning. And that is your relationship with your maker, meaning your relationship with right. God, right. has to be okay. And then after that, your relationship with yourself has to be okay. That's good. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that unless you're okay with who you are, unless you love yourself enough, you love yourself the way God loves you, unless you like yourself the way God says that you should like yourself, unless you give yourself the, the, the self-worth that God gives you instead of thinking about what other people are thinking, yeah. unless that relationship is okay, None of the other relationships around you are going to be okay. They're going to be complicated. Absolutely. I, I think you just touched on something that's absolutely true. Uh, you've mentioned this to me before in the past. You have to love yourself in order to love somebody else well. Uh, a lot of people that treat other people uh, in an abusive way, uh, in an aggressive way, is usually because they're mad at themselves first. Sure. Uh, you need to practice self-love. We were just having a conversation about that. What are some ways that people can practice self-love? How can I get there? A lot of people are dealing with low self-esteem, especially right now. Let's say six months, seven months, locked in. I've lost jobs. I don't have the income I had. I'm, I'm feeling down about myself. People are dealing with that right now. What I would tell those people is, this, man, how is your me time? Right? Yeah. Because in order for you to be able to know 
whether you like yourself or whether you're okay with yourself, you have to have time with yourself. Right. You know, you can't just be so involved in parenting or working, even though we're, we're supposed to be isolated and quarantined and uh, in the house, but we also have to make sure that we have time for ourselves to find out, okay, how Absolutely. am I doing? How am I doing spiritually? How am I doing mentally? You know, and we have the perfect example in Jesus himself. Come on, You know, yeah. Je Jesus, Jesus took, we read in the gospel, the many times that Jesus, it says that Jesus went away by himself. Yep. What do you think he was doing? He was he was having me time. Yeah. He was having me time and he was having father time. That's great. And that's what we need to have. We we have to make sure that in order for us to be okay, in order for us to figure out, okay, am I really focusing on what God has for me, on how God sees me, or am I trying to, to, to please everybody around me. Yeah. And unless you take that time for yourself, unless you said, okay, I'm going to go by myself, be with my father and myself, even if you have to take a journal, it's even great. if you have to take a, a piece of paper and write the expectations that you have for yourself. Because a lot of time we put a lot of unrealistic expectations on ourselves. So true. And a lot of times we let other people put unrealistic expectations on ourselves. Absolutely. And that causes relationships to be tense. Yeah. That causes relationships to, to break a lot of yeah. times. Why? Because instead of us operating the way that God wants us to operate, we're operating on how everybody else wants us to operate. Yeah. You've always been big on journaling now that you mentioned that. Oh, you've always told me about journaling, yes. always mentioned that I should start practicing. And I think until recent times, I started doing it more often. And it really is a very good practice for us to put our thoughts down on paper, yes. externalize them. I think it's great. And it's part of that me time. And I think what happens is when you don't love yourself, you put others before you and you try to seek validation from yes. other people. So some people are rushing to get into relationships just because they need validation Absolutely. because they don't love themselves. Absolutely. And so they're seeking this in a partner. They didn't get it from their parents. They don't get it from the people around them. So, so I need somebody to love me because I don't love myself. And we're exactly. failing to see how God loves us. Exactly. And, and, and you said it stems from previous relationships, right? Yeah. Because we all carry baggage. I like yeah. to call it baggage from other relationships. Whether sometimes we come from abusive relationships, yeah. we come from relationships that growing up our parents did not give us uh, the support or the love that we felt we needed. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they were bad parents, but they were busy doing life and maybe they were trying to provide for the kids. So they didn't have time to give the child or the, or, or the kid what they needed. So now we carry that with us. And that's what I like to call uh, unresolved issues, right? right? That unless we process it in ourselves, unless we become self-aware, unless we reframe the way we talk to ourselves, we're going to carry that into the next relationship and what does that become that becomes an unrealistic expectation that's great that's you know what great. i'm saying now Very now good. either uh, i know of people that are even um afraid to have children in the next uh, relationship why because they came from an abusive relationship when they were growing up so they're like i don't want to do that to my kids this world is really bad i, I they, they they might have come from a from a relationship from where the, one of the parents was an alcoholic so now they're afraid so but we have to reframe ourselves and that goes back to what the first thing that we talked about how does God see me? Great. What kind of relationship do I have with my God? Yeah. What kind of relationship do I have with me now that my relationship with God is okay? Now that I'm seeing God loves me for who I am. Yeah. God loves me because he created me in his image yeah. and he has some great plans for me. And that's what we have to concentrate on. I think it's, it's easy to think that a lot of people have that picture well thought out, well displayed in their own minds and lives that God loves me for who I am. Yeah. But but as you do ministry, as you do life, as we sit down with people the way we both have, you've done 
15 years of ministry here on staff at Calvary. You've sat down with countless people, countless couples. Um, in my time of sitting down with people, I've seen it now as well. People don't know how much God loves them. People don't know how much God values them. Yes. And so in turn, they don't love themselves. All they see is their unresolved issues, right. their baggage, right. and they bring that into relationships and they don't ever, ever get it fixed. Over the last two weeks, week one, we talked about picture perfect. We said no family is perfect. I, I think yours comes pretty close. <laughs> I see your Christmas <laughs> pictures. They look awesome. Yeah. Right. But, but no, no family is picture perfect. And we tried to uh, talk about this. Uh, in the last two weeks, even in, in recent years, when we talked about either relationships or whatever, me and Diana always say, you have to address the issues in you. Yes. I remember Diana a couple of years ago, she said, in order for you to, the, to find the right one, you first have to become the right Absolutely. one. Absolutely. And that's by finding who I am in God, how he loves me, and then loving yourself. That's a big one. Yeah. You know, I, I have a saying that I, that, I, that I like to say is like, hey, how can you be praying for God to, to bless you with someone if at the same time you are going to be a curse to that person <laughs> and if you're that's not okay yeah. with yourself yeah. right if if you haven't if you haven't resolved the issues that you have then you know what you're not going to be a blessing to that other person that's right great. so that's so you so have good. to come back and you have to you have to reframe and you have to say okay what do i need to do here yeah. to become a better version of what god wants me to yeah. be by know? the way this is great because a lot of people think a oh, family relationship series i'm single i still don't got nobody i don't got my sugar foot yet i'm not going to pay attention <laughs> but listen if you're single you need to get yourself Absolutely. right absolutely. so that in the future your family can be healthy and whole yeah. and so yeah absolutely relationships can get complicated especially when you don't know who you are and you don't find out what god says about you how much he loves you um, so i think number one you got to love yourself yeah. and you got to see yourself how god sees you and for the single people i would say this yeah the first thing that you should start doing is uh identifying what kind of expectations you have on yourself that's great right identifying okay and, and start seeing yourself yeah. down the road it's like yeah. okay what kind of a husband am i going to be yeah. or would i like to be what kind of a fiance what kind of a friend what kind of a, uh, a father do do, do i want to be because right. just because you're single doesn't mean that one day you're not going to be all of these people yeah. all of these uh, uh roles into one right but if you don't plan ahead if you don't have your personal vision which is very important it's very important to have your personal vision I love that. if you don't have a personal vision guess what you're just going to go through life sailing like like uh like a ship that's just going with the current yeah you don't and, and you know what you're never going to you're never going to hit the port of call because you're going to go by the currents so if you don't have your personal vision where you're saying okay i am single but you know what one day i'm like you said one day i'm gonna have my sugar foot you know so but but, but what am i doing in the meantime yes. how am i preparing to be that prince charming yes. or that or, or that or that princess yes. right understanding already that just by the mere fact that you are a child of god if you're a lady you're already a princess yeah and if you're a man you're already a prince yeah. so some of us forget to act like it uh, that's you so know good. some Come of on. us forget to act like it and i don't mean to lorder over people and i don't mean to be arrogant but i'm saying you know what be meek and be humble but walk in the calling and that god great. has placed that's, over that's your great. life Very you know, good. That, that's and when you start understanding that it translates into your relationship because yeah. when you know that you're dealing with a princess you start treating her like a princess. Yes. yes. When, when a princess knows that she's dealing with a prince, start treating him yes. like a prince. I love you know? that. Personal vision. Yes. I think that's huge. Yes. I think we all need to do that in our lives. Yes. Uh, especially if you're single, get a vision for your life right now. Yes. Uh, it sounds like you have some experience in counseling and in family. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Pastor JP. Uh, maybe people are like, okay, I've seen him at church. I've seen him, you know, when he opens up service or teaching sometimes. 
Who is Pastor Jake? Why are you so passionate about family counseling? What's your background? Man, uh, this is why I, I, I decided to go into this field. Um, I've been married for 35 years now. Come on. An amazing wife. You guys know my, <laughs> my wife, Susie. Some of you guys she's call her awesome. Susie Q. Yep. She's an amazing lady, amazing mother. Uh, she's my, my number one cheerleader, we right? My so number much. one. Uh, the one that when I say I can't do this, she's the one that pushes me. She wants to come behind me. And she has always been there for me. And it's been a great ride. It's been an amazing ride. But it hasn't always been an easy ride. Mm. You know, we had our issues. We had our issues that we had to resolve. We had our things that we have to process. Why? Because we bring stuff from other, uh, from from uh, other relationships, from yeah. our families of origin. Yeah. Uh, so, so we had to. Uh, at times, we have had to go sit down with a professional, mm -hmm. which is what we have been saying in this series, and it's so awesome that we remind people. Listen, listen. Sometimes you just have to sit down with a professional. Yeah. It's not enough to sit down with a friend because you know what? A friend is going to be there for you. Your best friend is going to be there for you to feel bad for you to pray with you maybe to tell you you're going to be okay but what you need is a professional that might tell you things that you don't want to hear at the wow. time but that are going to get you better in getting to where you want to go wow. so throughout the years uh, of my relationships uh, and me being a parent also to three amazing kids i call them kids but they're like old and married and yeah. out of the house they're but awesome. they will always be yeah. my kids <laughs> but throughout having to sort through all that that those uh things um we went and we spoke, we, we spoke with professionals and I saw how much it helped me in my relationships. So I said, you know, almost like in a pay it forward kind yeah, of way, yeah, yeah. I, I want to get in there and I want to do this for other people because I know everybody needs to talk to somebody. That's great. Okay, you That's can't just keep it on yourself. Absolutely agree. We've been trying to say that as much as possible. Yes. Uh, me and Diana as well sat down uh, with people who have helped us and coached us, and therapists. Uh, you have 35 years of experience in a relationship. You're also a parent to three awesome kids. I know them. I love them very, very much. Uh, but you said pride. Yeah. Pride is a killer, yes. right? We mentioned a little bit about it last week, talked about it as one of the enemies of the soul. But, but pride will stop people from listening to therapists, counselor, never even go maybe. Yeah. Uh, there's people who probably are watching today whose spouse or kids yeah. or parents have been telling them, hey, let's all go to counseling. And they're like, nope, I'm good. I don't need that. Pride can actually kill your relationships. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the comment that I hear the most is, uh, especially from guys, and I'm going to talk to the guys now, right? Because <laughs> guys are, are famous for, for, for saying, I'm not going to sit in front of a stranger and tell them my personal uh, um, problems. Okay, but who are you telling them to? Mm. I mean, how, 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 are you, how are you processing it? Yeah. So you got to put that pride aside and you got to say, okay, this person that God has placed in my life is a person that God is going to use to help me yeah. in my relationship. It's a person that God is going to use to uh, make me see the things that I need to change, the things that I need to, to do more of, the things that I need to uh, maybe do less of. And, and he's the that's one that great. God is going to use for, to bring that into my life. So that's that. what we got to think. And the, the next thing is this. You have to think, okay, what is more important to me? Yeah. Is it my pride or is it saving my marriage? Or allowing, or, 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 say, or, or allowing God to restore a relationship yeah. in my life, whether that is a relationship with your spouse, whether that is a relationship with your children, yeah. whether that is a relationship with your own parents yeah. or with some siblings or, or even a relationship at work. You know, relationships are all, we, we are surrounded in relationships. Absolutely. So we have to be, make sure that we are addressing each of them as they come. Yeah. I think uh, 
I think so often one of the main problems is not that we're not talking to the right people, is that we're talking to the wrong people. Yes. We're, we're going to the neighbor, to the friends. Uh, you know, you're in, a, you're in a relationship, but you're yeah. talking to somebody that's single and they're giving you advice yeah. on how to handle your marriage. Right. Uh, or you have three kids and you're talking to somebody that doesn't even have kids yet. And yeah. it's like, go to the right people that God has placed in your life. If not, find a place, a Bible teaching family that Absolutely. you can get in and to the right people to counsel you. you. You touched on something that I think is absolutely uh, important, and that's our families of origin. Yes. Because we can all bring them into our family, our past relationships, yeah, and we bring them. There's some things that we have to learn as we go into relationships, but there's also some things that we need to unlearn. Unlearn. And I think that's huge. What are the things that we need to unlearn when it comes to relationships? Because we bring them into our now relationships. The things, again, it goes back to the, the expectations that you put on yourself and the expectations that you put on, 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 your, on your spouse or on your mate or on the person that you're having the relationship with. If the expectations you're carrying are unrealistic and you have not addressed them, you're going to put them on the next person yep. that you're in a relationship with. What are some of those unreal? Okay, 15 years of sitting down with couples. What are some unrealistic expectations you've heard, you've seen? Because uh, we all carry them. Some unrealistic expectations, and the ones that come to mind right away is that, okay, you have to accept me the way that I am. You know, it's like, this is who oh, I am. This is who I am. This is my family. This is how you met me. Yeah. This is how you fell in love with I'm me. I'm Irish. I come uh, with you, this. I'm Cuban. So, you know, I'm going to be loud. You know, I'm going to be, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be explodado. You know, right, you, right. you know that I'm always going to eat pork yeah. in Noche Buena. You know, and I, you know, so those are unrealistic expectations that you bring into the relationship that you have to unlearn, so especially if you're in a relationship with a, a person that comes from a different background. Yeah. Right. And those are the ones that I deal with. A lot that are having the most conflict is because you know uh, especially yeah you met them but you know when you meet someone for the first time you're always on your best behavior always okay you know what you i'm saying put your best so forward, yeah of course you're on the hunt man you're yeah. in the pursuit you're, you're, yeah. but, but but once that is taken to the next level then the thing is that true colors come out yeah you know there's one one time the uh i used to have a partner in the police department who used to say hey a leopard never loses his spots mm. he hides them to camouflage wow. but eventually they will come out right. and and in relationship it's the same almost the same thing if you don't address the issues that are left open the the unresolved issues yeah. they're going to come out absolutely and, and usually they're going to come out in a negative way yeah so you have to address them you have and then the, the other unrealistic expectation is on the other side you know the, uh, it's like okay you know what i don't look as good as i did uh, when you first met me but you know what <laughs> you gotta take me this way because yeah. you love me and then you what are you gonna leave me because i don't look the way you or or this is another unrealistic expectation this is the mindset that i have i want you to look this way yeah i want you to look this way i want you to Put this kind of clothes on. Yeah. I want you to dress this kind of way. And there's nothing wrong in suggesting to your, to your, to your spouse or to your mate. Hey, you know what? Like my wife. My wife, when we go shopping, she's like, "Honey, do you like this?" Yeah. Of course, I love it. I would, I would love to see it on you. But that's different. She than, has you looking good, by the way. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't do any of this. This is all her. Okay. But, but the thing is, is that from there to go to to hey, forcing for you to be the one coming with, "Hey, honey, I want you to wear this," or "Hey, honey, this is what I want." This is that's an unrealistic expectation. Absolutely. That creates I think um, DNA plays a major role in our relationships and our relationship problems, right? Because we carry our families of origin in us. Yeah. Uh, so we bring everything that we were a part of, everything that we lived through, we bring that now into our homes yes. with our spouse or with our parents or with our kids. Yeah. 
we bring all this DNA that's in us, yeah. and you think, this is fine. This is who I am. I saw my father treat my mom a certain way, so this is the way I'm going to treat my wife yeah. now. But there's some things you have to unlearn, yeah. unrealistic expectation. My mom did this for my dad. Every single day he would come home, and uh, he had dinner served for him. Yeah, but your mom didn't work. Now you live with somebody where both of you guys are working, and that can be damaging, yeah. right? Your families shape you. Yeah. Who you are today comes from whether it was good or bad, yeah. right? It could be a good experience or a bad experience, but they shape you because you might have had an incredible family yeah. and you came from an incredible home. They were together. But what about if you're now with somebody who um, didn't come from that right. and now you're expecting all these things from somebody who didn't have that experience? Yeah. So positive or negative, they shape you. I think I think one of the, the best ways to, to navigate through that is, like, and I tell this, there's two couples when I'm dealing with them in premarital counseling and stuff like that. I tell them, you need to sit down and you need to ask each other and even come up with, with a with list of what do I expect out of my mate? Yeah. What do I expect out of my my future husband? What am I expecting out of my marriage? Yeah. Because that's going to identify what you're going to be bringing from your family of origin. Let's talk about managing conflict as we begin to wrap this up. Conflict happens every single day yes. in every single type of relationship, yes. whether it's spouse or with kids. What about if there's somebody watching right now that says, hey, I just is this major conflict with my parents, yes. right? Because there's so often not just problems in relationships with spouses, but let's talk about parenting because we can have marriage messes, but we can also have parenting problems. Yes. And so how do we navigate that when there's parents, you know, who are probably just being unrealistic with their kids or putting these un true unexpected like these false expectations on their kids yeah. and like collagen says they're exasperating mm. them exasperating children and and you know a, a lot of time parents think that uh, w when we go over this verse uh, i don't exasperate my kids i don't tell them to do any shorts or anything like that yeah. that but they forget that that's not only the way that you can exasperate your kids you know you can exasperate your kids and i think that pastor diana used that an, an illustration uh, last weekend when she was talking about uh, you got to play baseball because that's what i wanted to play right you know or or, or you know exasperate your kids it's like no a kid might want to be an artist but no you want him to be a doctor yeah. you know or, or or you know what i you need to go to this school because i went to that school and my father went to that school and my grandfather went to that school so now you got to go to that school where yeah. the child that's exasperating yeah, your absolutely. child that so so and again that conversation needs to take place with your children as well you have to have and your parents as well you have to have the freedom to sit down with your child yeah. and say hey how am i doing as a father yeah am i am i what do you expect of me as a yeah. father yeah. and again don't be afraid to hear the answers don't get defensive again it's not a beat down yeah that's it's, pride it's a, again, once again pride. pride needs yeah. to get take a back seat because let me tell you something when you sit across from a 12 13 14 15 or however old your child is and you and you ask that question the answers that might come back might cause you to yeah get defensive yeah get defensive but again you got to keep in mind what is what is what's the reason i'm having this conversation yeah. you know why because i want to have a relationship with my children that are honoring to god great because i want to have a relationship with my parents that are honoring to god yeah. and you want to know something one of the best relationship builder builders with your children 
is the ability of you as a father or you as a mother, no matter how old your children are, to sit across from them, look at them in the eye and say, you know what, I need to apologize to you or I need to for you to forgive me. Great. And then you go into what's happened. Yes. And, and, and that to me is, is one of the best relationship builders where that. you let your, your children know no matter how old they are. Hey, you know what? Just because I'm your parent does not mean that I'm perfect. Yeah. I still have issues and that I could I'm have still done working. Something in the past yes. that hurt you. Yeah, and I and I could have done something in the past, or you have my seen me do something in the past that is not edifying, that is not what you would like to see. That's I'm trying to do better, yeah. and I need you to help me do yeah. better as a as, as a father or as I a like mother. That. Like you know that. that those are the things because again, we might come from a relationship where. Our parents did not give us that love. Right. We might come from a relationship where that our fathers never sat down with us and apologized. And man, some of our again family of origin. Yeah, yeah, some of some of our, our some of our how should I call it uh, generations or it's like. The only answer that we got is you got to do this because I'm the father. That's why. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and, yeah. and if you were, but what, boom, there yeah. you go. Here yeah. comes something, you yeah. know, and now, now how do I deal with this? Because you know what? Schools teach you everything, Yeah. but they don't teach you how to be a dad. That's so true. They don't teach you how to be a husband. That's great. They don't teach you how to be a wife. I love that. They don't, they don't teach you how to, how to have me time. They don't teach you how to, how to have that relationship with the Lord. They don't. You know? And I think that's where the church is so profound step and essential in. and awesome that we step in yes. and we can bring that um you know we're now going on lead pastors for four years before that we were youth pastors for almost two and a half years um then i was involved in young adult ministry and youth ministry for years i think one of the biggest problems i saw with parents and kids is that they try to control kids right like they try to control like we're talking about exasperating either controlling um who they are but also controlling who they should be right right now well my son, my daughter doesn't want to come to church. They don't want to sit down and watch church with me online. And so if you have control issues, you're going to have relationship problems. Yes. Because you also, yes, there's certain things. My parents didn't give us a whole lot of uh, options. They're like, you're going to church. <laughs> Mom, but I'm not sure. feeding well. Don't worry. God will heal you yes, in service. Right. Yeah, you're coming to church no That's matter right. what. Right. But but there's other times where they realized we were young and we needed a little bit of breaks, you know? Yep. And so you can't exasperate them in that way either. Yep. If they're far from God, I think one of the best things you could do is saying, God, I leave them in your hands. In your hands, they're in better yep. hands than me, yep. you know? And trusting God with that. Also, relationships change as you get older. I know you have still your parents in your life. Absolutely. How does that change? How do you navigate that? You have an incredible mom and dad who I've met. They're absolutely amazing. Yep. Uh, how do you navigate parenting uh, relationships now at a different stage in life? I think that the first thing that needs to happen is that we have to get over that mindset. I mean, there, I know there's a commandment that says, honor your father and your mother so that your, day, your days may become long in the land, right? But that evolves as we grow up. You know, like, for example, when we were children and we were under their umbrella, uh, the way that we honor them is being obedient and, and being, making sure that we do everything they tell us. Yeah. But as that relationship evolves, like, for example, my relationship with my parents now, how do I honor my parents now? Well, you know what? I still seek counsel from my dad, mm. but I don't have to do what my dad tells me, right. right? Because I'm myself, I have a family and stuff like that. How do I honor my mom and my dad? I make sure that they're okay. I check in with them. I call them. I go visit them. If yeah. they need something, I make sure that they get it. Yeah. If they need some medicine. So that's how the, that commandment evolves. Yeah. But sometimes what happens is that we have uh, an elderly parent that puts that guilt on on, on, mm, on a child. No, because if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, you're breaking that commandment. Yeah. Well, um, 
if what you're telling me to do is is, is not for for example if you if what you're telling me is that you need to marry that girl because that's the girl that I want for you yeah. well you know um, <laughs> yeah. and I'm supposed to honor you by doing it no you you know I'm, I'm gonna listen to you but I am gonna make my own decision because now I'm an adult also. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Us sitting down with couples, I'm sure you've had this experience, but I've seen it where parents now elderly are still trying to control sure. how they raise oh, yeah. their grandkids. In other words, like they tell their kids, this is how you should be raising my grandkids. Yeah, yeah That's not for you no. to say. You can, you can give advice, uh, but we got to be careful how much people try to control our relationships. That's so good, and I'm in the middle of that right now. Yeah, your grandfather now. I became now. a granddad <laughs> not too long ago, and, and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. And yeah. you know how I, how I tell myself that I'm going to keep enjoying it is by staying out of the business of parenting. Wow. You know what I'm wow, saying? that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm staying out of the business of parenting. That's my son and my, and and my daughter. And just enjoy grandparenting. And, and, and I am just going to grandparent my That's child good, yeah. now that does not mean that i'm not going to take time to teach him the ways of the lord right because the bible tells us even when you're a gray beard <laughs> you are to tell the next generation about me yeah. so that's what that's what i've taken to heart with my grandchild right making sure that when he's with me he feels safe Great. but uh I'm, I'm my role is more of a reinforcing the mom and dad's uh, uh, parenting That's the so me good. coming up with now if they come to me with a well, uh, can you give us some advice i am going to offer advice when it's asked and i'm offer opinion when it's asked yeah. i am not gonna volunteer an opinion or enforce or, or, I'm, or i'm not gonna no because this is the way that i raised you and look you came out okay <laughs> uh that's a matter of opinion yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what i'm saying that <laughs> not, not necessarily means that yeah. that's the truth Absolutely. so you have to have that kind of communication and understand that there's always there's always something that you can do again yeah. and the main target is to honor god with your Absolutely. relationship parenting is not easy me and diana um, obviously we're not parents yet and i always go to my parents for counsel or advice as we think about the future or to you and susie love to hear from people like you guys um, but i've seen that it's especially difficult uh, even people we've sat down with or that you've told us about when it comes to blended families yes. right because now here comes somebody that has a father from another house now i'm the father in this house how do I handle that? There's probably blended families watching right yeah. now. Yeah. How difficult is it to navigate that? I think the first thing again is that that P word, the pride, right? Yeah. Pride needs to be put aside. And then what needs to come to the forefront is we're doing this because we want our child to have a good childhood or yeah. to have a good life. Yeah. So it's everybody coming together and keeping that in mind Absolutely. it's not it's not a i want to have one up on you and it's I always uh, it's almost like i always tell people do not weaponize your child yeah against each other okay uh you for whatever reason you decided that you couldn't be together anymore and that's what, that's a decision you guys made but now there's a child that has none to do with that decision and you have to reinforce to that child hey look mommy loves you dearly daddy loves you dearly they just couldn't get along yeah. but now they have to somehow mom or dad now has another relationship now that has to be integrated yeah. and everybody has to be on the same page yep. everybody has to have a commitment to saying okay our commitment is to make sure that we give this child the best life possible Absolutely. and that you take him as look man it's not a stepson it's your son that's right it's your son god has put him in your life and while he's under you whether he's when he's in your house he's your son yeah he's your son you treat him like everybody else one of the biggest uh issues that we have when i deal with blended parents is that kids feel like okay uh, uh, there's double standards here 
uh, the, the the one set of kids is treated different than me. Right. I'm like like the stepchild. Well, you know what? That goes back to the parents, and that might go back to the family of origin again. That's how I was treated wow. because I was from a blended family. Well, you know what? You have to reframe the way you yeah, think, absolutely. and you have to say, okay, you know what? I am going to make sure that all my children are treated equally, absolutely. that I love every single one of them, that if one of them is going to go to Disney, all of them are going to go to Disney, <laughs> or none of them are going to go to right, Disney, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I, it will, I'm making a commitment that yeah. I would not, because that's how Jesus treats us. That's how our Father in Heaven treats us. So good. We, God does not have any stepkids. Come on. He has sons and daughters. That's right. And that's the same way that we need to, to, to look at it. Woo! <laughs> marriage messes and parenting problems yeah. it's never perfect no. it's never perfect but the beautiful thing is that there's always hope yes there is always hope yes paul gives us an incredible uh theological uh foundation framework yeah on how we should treat one another because of what jesus did for us yeah. and i think you just summed it up perfectly. God loves each and every single one of us the same. Yeah. And his love is so amazing. His love is so incredible. It's so profound. We can't even imagine how much God loves us. That's right. But when we start to get that revelation, it should affect how we treat yes. one another. Yeah. And it, it should help us in knowing there's always hope. Yeah. And, and perhaps people today, they're watching and they have no hope. Yeah. And sometimes we get it the other way around, right? We, we, we start having an idea of our heavenly father by our earthly father. Yeah or earthly mother or earthly relationships and we have to again reframe it god loves us yeah. and he wants to have a relationship with so us yep. and you might be out there and feeling like i'm unlovable man you don't know what my what my parents did to me when i was growing up you don't know when what a family member did to me you don't know what i was exposed to when i was growing up that i'm now i'm dealing with an addiction yeah. but you know what i don't have to know God knows. That's right. And God still loves you. Come on. That's right. God still loves you. Amen. God still can redeem it. God still can heal you. Yeah. But again, you have to be willing to say, you know what? I'm going to open up my heart to yes. him. And I'm going to let him do the healing that only that. he can do. That's right. Only he can do certain healing. I can't do it on my own. I've been yeah. trying for 20, 30, 40, 50. I don't know how long, right? Yeah. And here I am the same way. I can't get away from it. God can get you away from it. I love that. Absolutely love that. No matter what you're going through today. I want to tell you that there's healing. Uh, there's healing for your family. There's healing for your life. There's healing for your soul. And because there's healing, there's hope. Yes. Because there's healing, there's hope. Uh, for relationships to work, whatever relationship you're in today, whether it's you with your parents, not getting along, you haven't spoken to your dad or mom in years, or maybe it's between a marriage couple, things aren't going right. There's healing and there's hope for you, but it takes everybody doing their part. Everybody doing their part. Let's really pick up what God says in his word, Colossians chapter 3. And let's say, okay, because of what Jesus did for us, because of the way God is with us, we're going to love one another, and we're each going to put in our part. It's not 50-50. It's 100 and 100. You got to put in your 100, and I got to put in my 100. And I think that's how we find healing. And I think that today, people need to know there's hope for you. There's healing for your life. Don't know where you find yourself. But we've talked to so many couples. We've seen miracles happen in homes, in relationships, and in lives. If you can encourage somebody now as we wrap this up, how would you encourage somebody today that's looking for that healing and that hope? I would say the number one thing is don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up hope. 
There is, there is a way out there. God has a way for you. Amen. God will restore anything. Uh, I have seen God restore relationships. I have, uh, God has restored some relationships in my life. Uh, I never, never give up hope. If you find yourself in the middle of a relationship where you're saying, man, uh, this is going nowhere. This is out. You might have been you might have been tuning in today and you might have been saying, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to apply to me, but I know that after today, tomorrow I got an appointment with an attorney, tomorrow I got a, man, you know what? God has you here for a reason. On, God brought you here for a reason. God wanted you to hear this because he has a plan for you. So don't, my encouragement will be, you know what? Seek help. Seek help. Put pride aside. Say, hey, what is in me? Remember what we were talking at the beginning. What me? What, what relationship do I have with myself? And what relationship do I have with my maker, with my God, with Jesus? And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, today you need to start. Yeah, let's pray. Maybe you're watching today and you need healing for your life. We would love to pray for you. Pastor JP, can you pray for families? Can you pray for people today that are asking for hope and that are looking for some kind of uh, just a better tomorrow, sure. strength for their families, help for their families? Sure. Father, we just, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the fact that we can have these kind of conversations and understand and know that you are a father to yes. us, that you are a healer to us, that you are the one that brings us to a healthier praise in our relationships, Lord yes. God. And Father, I lift up all the families that, that call Calvary yes. their home. Yes. I pray that your hand be upon them, Lord God, wherever they might find themselves, Lord God, I pray that you will bring healing to them. Amen. Father, I pray specifically for those marriages that find themselves uh, almost uh, kind of like in their last hope, Lord yes. God. I pray that you remind them both, the husband and the wife, that there is hope. That there, 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 nothing is over until you say it's over. That's right. And that, that you instituted marriages, you instituted relationships to bring us closer to you, Lord yes. God. So, Father, I pray for all those people that are out there. I pray for the single person also yes. that is out there that is feeling lonely. I pray for the person that's out there feeling like, man, I've, I've been hurt before. And I, and, I, and, I, and I have this thing that I'm carrying with me. What well, today is the day that I pray, Lord God, that you tell them they need to let it go. Yes. And that you're there to walk with them. That you're grabbing them by the hand that your holy spirit will do an amazing work in their life lord we thank you lord god we thank you because you are a healer we thank you because you are a god that is all about relationships yes. you want to have a relationship with us you want to have a relationship with us that is going to help us to get better to yes, get god. stronger to be safer in your arms lord god so thank we you, thank you lord we thank you for today we thank you for this amazing yes, series that, that we've experienced we thank you because this did not happen by accident you want your people to heal about these things yes, we we don't shy away from it because you want us to talk about them lord so we thank you for that father we thank you for the blessings that have come out of today yes. we thank you for the healing that has happened today Amen. we thank you for the restoration that has happened today and we continue to pray that you continue to bless us and walk before us in jesus name amen, amen. and amen hey really quick if you're watching before you go and you're saying hey i don't have a relationship with god i'm so far from god I mean, I don't even know if God wants anything to do with me. You heard Pastor JP say, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. God loves you more than you can imagine. Today, if you want to experience the peace from God, you first must have peace with God. Maybe you say, I've done so much wrong. I've, I've done things that nobody knows about. God knows, and he loves you still. Amen. The problem is sin. We all have sin. All of us are sinners. Not one of us are perfect. And sin separates us from God. But the Bible says that Jesus came down to earth. He grabbed my sin, your sin. 
He went up on a cross. Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. He died for each and every single one of us. After he died on that cross, he went down to a grave for three days. He was dead for three days, but after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. He's alive today. He's changed our lives. He's, he's come and he's taken away that shame and that guilt that all of us are carrying. Today, if you feel like that's where you are, I want to tell you he loves you. He died for you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to ask every eye to be closed, every head to be bowed. No matter where you're at, close your eyes and bow your head if you can. If today you're saying, I need a relationship with God, at the count of three, I want you to raise your hand right there where you're at. You're not showing anybody, you're showing God. God, I need you. One, two, three. Raise your hand right there where you're at. Raise it up. Say, God, I'm all in. I'm in, God. I need you. I need you in my life. If you made that decision, let us know right now in the chats. I'm going to say a simple prayer I want you to repeat with me from the bottom of your heart. Let us know, hey, I'm making this decision today. We would love to connect with you. Say this prayer with me, all of us together. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I am saved, I am healed, and I'm forgiven. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on. Hey, I think you just made the best decision ever. If you made that decision today, if you're saying, God, I'm all in, let us know in the chats, or you can send the word decided to the number 33222. Grab your phone right now and type out the word decided and send it to 33222. We would love to send you a Bible. We've been sending Bibles all throughout this pandemic. So we'll get it to you somehow, some way. Let us know. Uh, there's people on pastors in the chats as well that would love to connect with you. We love you. Come on, can we thank Pastor JP? Come on, can we thank him? We love you guys. We love Susie. We love your entire family. Thank you for your wisdom. And again, if you need to talk to somebody, reach out, talk to a therapist, a counselor. There's people that want to help you. We're praying for you and your family. We pray that you have the best week ever. We'll see you Wednesday night. We love you. Take care, everybody. We love you. Take care, everybody. We love you. Take care, everybody. We love you. Take care, everybody.